Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the VIP Ignite Podcast. I'm your host, Janine White. Today I am so excited to have Mark Dixon on the phone. When I first talked to Mark, he and I talked in our pre-interview probably for like an hour, and it was just so exciting to hear his story because he is one of those people that really defies the odds. What am I talking about? Well, he grew up in a military family where his father had a very strict plan for him. He had an idea of he should go to college, he should do um, get his degree, he should go to um, postgraduate work, and Mark, what he did was he decided, you know what? I can do all of these things and I can excel at them, but I'm still going to prioritize myself and my happiness. So I cannot wait for you to hear Mark's story. Hi, Mark. How are you today? Doing well. And yourself? I am fantastic. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Not a problem. I'm excited. Awesome. So this is probably going to be the fastest 15 minutes of your whole entire day. So can you start by telling my audience just a little bit about yourself? Um, yeah. So, um, hello, I'm Mark Anthony. I um I live in Virginia. I've been here for about ten years. I moved here from the Netherlands. Um, my dad was military so I got to move around a lot and then eventually I came here so I get ready to go to college and I ended up going to Old Dominion for about nine years, but I ended up graduating without debt, so that gave me a lot of free time when I was done. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I When I read your story, and when you told me about this, too, when we were on the phone, but when you, when I, when I read your story again, I was like, this guy is, that's insane that, like, you basically, like, you're like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to go to college to please you, Dad, but I'm going to pay off that debt, too. I was like, I wish I were as smart as you when I went to college. Oh, it took a lot of uh, determination. (laughs) Yeah, of course it did. But that's fantastic because that determination is an indicator of success in the future. So I can't wait to to see what else you do, my friend. So, um, So that's awesome. So let me ask you a question. The question I'd love to ask people is, like, what what was your spark about wanting to be in the entertainment industry? At what point were you like, you know what? Like, I realized that, like, I, I, I went through these college courses and all, but this is what I really want to do. Well, you know, at a young age, I just kind of gravitated towards it because my mom and dad were very smart, serious people, and I wanted to be more creative. So I was always interested in being creative and doing different things besides just learning to read and write very well and then, you know, going off to do something that no one really wants to talk about. So I um, I was always interested in entertainment, but for a long time I kind of felt as though there were just bars to me being able to do certain things. And then I, um, I actually moved from Holland to the U.S., and that's when... Um, like America's Next Top Model and things like that were really popular. And I was just like, wow, there's people out there who kind of make manifest their dreams 
without really having to do anything crazy. When I was raising mm-hmm. my idea that, oh, you had to be in the train station when, you know, Sean Combs is walking past and you will be shining his shoe one day and he'll hear you humming and next thing you know, you're on Bad Boy Records. But we don't really live in that world anymore. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> Yeah, we so don't live I, in that um, world. So, God, I didn't mean to interrupt. I was just agreeing with you. Go ahead. Keep talking, please. I love oh, your no, story. Oh, no, you're fine. So, I, uh, yeah, so my dad pretty much was like, you know, you have to go to college just in case. By the time you're the age I am today, he was like, you know, it'll be over. You'll just need to be settled and this, that, and the third. And then I had this idea that I would pay college off so I could do whatever I wanted at the end. And I did. But what happened was is when I got to the end, I realized I had nothing else to do but whatever I wanted. And that was kind of an interesting feeling. That sounds like an awesome feeling, actually, because, like, I can imagine that, um, like, it would be amazing to, to be able to say, you know, all I have to do is whatever I want. So, um, So you – discovered that you love fashion because your mom was a big influence in your fashion, right? And also I'm sure traveling abroad also um, helped to fashion your um, your desire to be creative. So can you talk a little bit about that? Um, well, it's pretty funny because my parents were, you know, they were normal people, so they didn't wear designer labels and things like that to the grocery store and um, to, you know, little military functions and things when they lived on base. But we lived in Europe. So in Europe, that's where a lot of the big designer labels are from. So you'll be walking down the street and you'll be on your way to the grocery store, but you'll pass by a Prada boutique or you'll pass by a Louis Vuitton boutique or you'll be in the tourist section of some town and instead of there being a Ben & Jerry's, there's a Gucci store and you just are kind of immersed in it even if you don't partake yourself. So it's just a heightened level of access to it. And maybe it's because countries are smaller and they don't have as much, you know, differentiation and separation between different types of affluence. But as a kid, you recognize right away, you know, hey, there is this level of, you know, decadence in fashion out there. And it's kind of not necessary, but it's interesting because, you know, Europe still has some level of royalty. So you kind of just grow up knowing, okay, I can wear this. It's kind of like how here you have to dress up to go to court. You know, I can wear whatever I want to work. I can be a lawyer and get away with tennis shoes as long as I tell them I wear, you know, I rode the subway. But when you go to court, you have to wear a certain kind of dress. It's kind of like that same idea. If the queen so happened to have to stop by your house, you don't want her to come in and see you wearing Wrangler, you know, if that makes any sense at all. Yeah, it makes total sense. So you're, you're, traveling you learned a different sense just you learned a different um i don't want to say hierarchy because i don't think that's the right way but propriety i think is the right word because definitely other countries have a a higher sense of propriety than the united states does right now so it's great that you got to learn all those things and develop that passion for for that um propriety i know it's fashion but i'm 
it's a hard word to figure out. Like what, like what word do you, would you use to describe that? But um, anyway. <laughs> well, and here we see it. It's just a less, there's less focus on, you know, like the pomp and circumstance of it all. You see it with the military. Mm-hmm. They have to dress a certain way. You see it with um, some level of politicians thing. But over there, they just have, like, you know, certain dress for certain things. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So um, let's talk about your goals in the entertainment industry, Mark. Like, what, what, like, what is your big goal with being in the entertainment industry? Like, what, like what, what would you love to accomplish? I'd love to make a space for people I felt like would identify with me, if that makes any sense. A lot of times when I was younger, I used to feel like, oh, my gosh, I'm the only person who feels like this, or I'm the only person who feels like that. And I always felt like there were lots of extremes, and there were lots of, you know, just all these variables and things. that There weren't really characters that kind of remained, you know, interesting within themselves as they progressed. I feel like a lot of people start out one way, and then they kind of become disconnected from the person that they were. And mm-hmm. as much as we identify with them, it kind of gets lost. Like, if we use um, Beyonce as an example, you know, she's an everyday woman. She loves to point out that she just spends time with the kids and this, that, and the third. But at the same time, she does not have the same experience we have with anything. You know, she does not have to get a flu shot because she doesn't shake hands. She doesn't, you know, need to buy... <laughs> something on sale, you know what I mean? So there's, like, as much as you get where we all are, you know, where we're coming from, at some point you became different. Um, And that's not a bad thing. It's just there's a disconnect that happens there. And I feel like oftentimes, like, now we live in the age of reality TV, even with those people, they start out one way and then you see them five, six, seven, eight years later and you're like, you know, hey, when you first, introduced us to you, you made these comments, and now you behave this way. So myself personally, I always wanted to kind of present, and I could tell stories that would make people feel more included than outcast. Okay. That's awesome. I I love that you want to to help people feel included. That's that's fantastic because I think that um, something that I see in our society that is vastly missing is that sense of community. That that's awesome. You're speaking my language today, Mark. It's so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because awesome. I feel like I um I feel like you know we see all these people that do all these things on TV and in the radio and on the internet, but there's like this level of wholesome family value kind of grassrootsness that just kind of dissipated towards the end of the 90s and into the 2000s. It's kind of coming back now, but I still feel as if things are a little manufactured at the moment. Yeah, well, I think think that things are very manufactured at the moment. But I think it's up to people like you and me to um, just to make them less manufactured, to make it more of something that's a reality, right? 
Like if 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 we have a group of people like you you and you and me who are like, okay, you know what? We're tired of this this fake. Oh, we're we're all family and all of that because it's like if you and I both work in our own communities to create that sense of community and then we encourage other people to, and then we encourage other people to, then all of a sudden you have community back. It all starts with one exactly. person making a decision. Gosh, and I, Mark, um, I knew, this was, I knew that you were a world changer. But <laughs> here on the VIP Ignite podcast, we're changing the world here. Look at this. <laughs> it all starts with an idea. It all starts with an idea and a couple of people who are willing to take action. So are you willing to take action? Because I am. Oh, yeah. I tell everybody, I want to build a kingdom. Not a big one, but, you know, if my dad has one house and my mom has one house and then a couple cousins have a house, so we all live in the same neighborhood and put our name on it, we win. <laughs> right? It's it's awesome. It's so cool. So, um, Mark, when do I get to hang out with you? Are you going to New York or are you going to Los Angeles? I'm going to New York and L.A. Um, that should Hold be fun. Hold on, stop right now. So I, I get to hang out with you in three weeks? Yes. For my birthday. Oh, my gosh, it's like Christmas. Yeah, well, you know, it's only a couple of weeks before Christmas. I was looking at, uh, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, why is everything in New York so busy this week? Oh, yeah, the holidays. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. That's that's awesome. I'm so excited. I can't wait to um, meet you in New York and just see. Um, first of all, to have you experience our community firsthand because I think that you're going to find that um, you're a part of a real community. And I'm really excited that um, you get. I mean, the stuff that we have planned for New York, like I, I'm like heavy in the middle of planning it right now. Our, me and my team, we're our team, we're like heavy in the midst of planning it, but I'm so excited that I get to meet you in a couple of weeks because normally when I do these podcasts, I'm like, yeah, I'll see you in six months. So, I like, three weeks is awesome. <laughs> right? Sorry. It is really around the corner now that I think about it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so awesome. awesome. Very cool. So, um, just as, like, a parting note, like, it seems to me like you're someone who's very much an individual who is, like, very secure in who you are just by the way that you talk like I talk to so many people that are like I don't know so can you just talk to me a little bit about um like the mindset that you have that helps to develop that because that's that's definitely a mindset thing I um my dad was always a really serious person and my mom was always a little more liberal. So as strict as she was and as Christian, you know, and all those things, she was raised on artists like Prince and Michael Jackson. So when I was little, if I wanted to dress up or I wanted to wear bright colors or I wanted to sing or I wanted to dance, my dad always kind of instilled in me this idea like you have to be the best if you want to, you know, make that successful. And my mom always gave me those ideas like nothing is weird, nothing is crazy. David Bowie went on to marry Iman. So you can run and spin and jump up and down in a circle and then go on to do whatever you want later, you know, just be yourself. So as I grew and became an adult and noticed things in the world, I kind of put both of those things together and it made me, I guess, kind of hyper-focused on the idea that 
yes, you can be whatever you want to be, but you have to be smart and you have to be driven and it has to make sense. And if you do it just because you want to do it or you think it looks fun, then, you know, people can tell and it won't be as successful. So when I first started, I thought like, oh, you know, I just want to take pictures, you know, put me in a magazine. If I'm in one magazine, then I'll just feel so special and this, that, and the third. And then I thought about it and I was like, okay, well, you know, even some of the most successful models or the most successful singers or anybody can have a one hit in one summer. And then what happens to the rest of their life? What do they do with that? Where do they go? What what can they give back? And that's when I thought, oh, well, you know, sometimes you hear about these baseball players who play for two seasons and then they go back to the city they were raised in and they start a school or they start a real estate company or they start a car dealership and they start creating jobs. And then by the time they retire for good, they own five, six car dealerships. They have 200 employees. They're very comfortable and they've done something with themselves beyond just, you know, chasing tabloid fame or trying to be in the public eye. And what's ironic is a lot of times those people get invited back into those same spaces for what they do when they go back to their own community. So I was mm-hmm. always like, hey, you have to be focused on being you because if you try to be like this person, if you try to be, you know, the next Will Smith or the next Nick Cannon or you want to be Tyson Beckford or you want to be Corden Blue, you have to, you know, realize what they offer and what they're actually doing beyond what you see. And you mm-hmm. have to make sure that if someone asks you just like you did, hey, what are you doing? You don't turn around and say, oh, well, it looks like fun or I can make a lot of money, or I'll be popular because those things, you know, yeah, they're great. But even when people, you know, get million-dollar contracts and stuff, they still have to deal with the fact that, hey, okay, we'll give this to you, but if you blow it and disappear, that's it. Hey, great mm-hmm. job. Thank you for your services. Um, so, you know, now we live in an age where we get to see those people do things more immediately, you know, they get a contract and they try to invest in something, they try to give back because social media highlights, you know, the minute someone does anything. So Mm -hmm. I feel like I was raised in a different kind of time frame and space, but now some of those ideas have translated in such a way that going into the industry, even if I don't end up, you know, being the next biggest thing out there, I could still use the success that I did gain to do something positive. Mhm. That's awesome. And I think that um again that mindset is awesome because I I love that I did did not ask you the question I always ask. I love to ask people, who would you like to be like? And you're like, No, 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 Janine, I'm glad you didn't pull that shenanigan on me because that is not how I roll. <laughs> no, it's awesome. I um I love everything you said because, like, the thing is, is, like, people need to have an awareness that the people that you admire most are doing more than what you see in front of the camera. Like, and like you said, social media is very much a highlight reel. And for some people, it's a low light reel, but it's definitely not the big picture. So I love that you said that, too. And I honestly, I talk to a lot of people on this podcast, and I'm really excited for you specifically because I know that something there's something about you you have like that 
that thing that not everyone has. I mean, everyone has a spark in them, but you have a certain something. I can't even describe it. I can't put a word on it, but when I see you face to face, I'll be able to figure, I'll be able to give you the word. But um, you have like this certain <laughs> thing about you that's an indicator of success. So I'm really excited to see your journey. I'm really excited to see where you take the entertainment industry. And I can't wait to see like your following grow as people get to know you because you're someone who's very much an individual who people should look up to and should try to emulate. So Mark, thank you so much for being on the show today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for your time. And I can't wait to see you soon. Yes, we will talk very soon. Yes, we will. Have a fantastic day. Again, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I really appreciate it. No problem. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye. Bye-bye. I hope that everyone enjoyed this episode of the VIP Ignite podcast. If you did, please make sure you hit subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever podcasts are found. And if you want to learn more about how to ignite your career as an actor, a model, or a musician, please visit our website at ammsociety.com where you can get registered for our next webinar. Thank you so much and have a great day.